girl Samanji and welcome to another episode of Avocado and Honey. Yes, you're hearing correctly. We are now weekly. So on the bye weeks where there's normally no episode, what I'm going to do is have kind of like a spin-off Avocado and Honey um, episodes. And I want to title this she talking that shit. <laughs> so basically, during the bye weeks, I'm going to share with you just like um, the things I'm going through during the week and things I'm working on within myself and like, you know, self-development because we are all on this journey together. And one of the things that I do want to include in like the bi-weekly she talking that shit episodes is these tarot readings because I am learning tarot. Um, so what I want to do um, to help me learn tarot and you guys, I guess, get some information or something out of it is pull two cards every time I do this episode for like the energy of our listeners um, for the two weeks. So until I come back in two weeks. So I pulled two cards before I started recording today. And again, I'm learning. So I'm literally going to read the meaning of these cards off of Biddy Tarot. Um, so if you want me in more information on the cards I read, again, go to P- uh, Biddy Tarot, B-I-D-D-Y Tarot, T-A-R-O-T. And I think it's just .com. Um, So before I started recording, um, the cards I pulled for everyone, for all of us, um, as a collective is the Five of Pentacles in reverse and then the Wheel of Fortune upright. Um, So like if you watch tarot videos and stuff online, like I do, (laughs) they always say a little disclaimer that, you know, it may resonate, it may not. Um, So just take what resonates with you. Don't try to force it or anything if like, you know, If I say something and you feel that it applies to you, then it it probably most likely does. And if you I say something and it just doesn't apply, then it just don't apply. Um, It just didn't. It's not your turn, I guess. (laughs) So I'm really excited for this. Um, So, yeah, uh, today I do want to talk about, again, these two cards. I'm just going to read the meaning. I probably won't go in depth on anything. Just, you know, let you sit with whatever um, the cards mean. And then maybe we can chat on, um, you know, social media or email or whatever the case may be. But um, today what I want to talk about is these cards as well as like what since the beginning of the year, I feel like I've been getting a lot of reality checks. So I kind of want to just talk about like honesty and stuff like that, as well as touch on the whole Kobe Bryant situation, RIP to Kobe Bryant and um, Gigi, his daughter and everyone else involved in the helicopter crash that happened yesterday. So I'm recording this on Monday. So it happened on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's been a really interesting time, especially with me being from LA and then with Nip passing like less than a year ago. Like it's been pretty heavy, especially I know on my LA people. So I definitely want to kind of touch on that. And then also um, just bring up the topic of this writer. She used to write for OK Player. Her name is Evie Ani. She wrote an excellent article on how um, she, she interviewed a psychologist on the topic of how, you know, us regular people, I won't call us regular, how people, how society deal with the death of a celebrity. So I thought it was a really interesting read. So I'm just going to share um, some great points from it. Yeah, so that's what I have for today's episode. So let's get into this reading first. Um, So the first card I pulled again is the Five of Pentacles in reverse. So I'm going to go ahead and read what it says on Biddy Tarot. 
<clears throat> the five of pentacles reverse indicates an end to difficult times, particularly if you have recently suffered a major financial hit or job loss. You may find new sources of income, a new job or someone has or someone has offered to help you out while you get back on your feet. You may be starting to feel as if life is worth living again and regaining your self-confidence. Finally, you need to see a way out of your financial difficulties and your hope is renewed. The reverse five of pentacles can sometimes illuminate the persistence of inner spirituality. You may feel as though something is missing or entirely out of place, but are struggling to put your finger on what it may be. You may also feel isolated and alone, even in company of many, other, uh, many people. Sorry. On a deeper reflection, you may come to realize that you place too much emphasis on your material wealth and have neglected your spiritual well-being. It may worry you that you don't have enough, especially when it comes to money and material possessions, and that you are not worthy because you are not wealthy. Perhaps you feel that you, don't, you do not deserve expensive luxury items or that you cannot afford the things you truly want. You may worry that if you spend your money now, you won't have enough for later. Or perhaps you're spending your money on trivial things, leaving leftover for what you truly want. Either way, this negative cycle will only lead you to feel even more spiritually unfulfilled and empty. How might you break out of it? If you find your fixation on material things is causing harm to your spiritual and your mindset, then it's time to stop. Even if you have just a few cents to your name, you may feel or sorry, you may still have a loving family or a beating heart. I mean, if you're here, you got a beating heart. If you listen to this, your heart is beating. <laughs> yes, things may suck right now, but if you hear this poverty mindset coming through in your thoughts, pause for a moment and ask yourself whether I can afford it is the truth or a limiting belief. Trust that the universe is here to support you financially, especially when you are following your calling and your soul purpose. When you truly value something, you'll make it happen. This definitely resonated with your girl, <laughs> especially with me um, doing Avocado and Honey, my web series, Ebony Thoughts, and just putting my heart and soul into it. Like the income is definitely not where I would like it to be, but I, I, I received this reassur a reassurance from the universe. Okay, so now I'm going to read the meaning of the Wheel of Fortune card, which is a, it's the Wheel of Fortune upright card. So the wheel of fortune reminds you that the wheel is always turning and life is in a state of constant change. If you're going through a if you're going through a difficult time, rest assured that it will get better from here. Good luck and good fortune will make their return in time. Similarly, if things are going well, know this too will change and life may return to normal soon. This cycle shows why it is so important to cherish the blissful moments in your life and make the most out of them while you are within reach why they are within reach, because in a flash, they could be gone. The will of fortune is also known as the will of karma and reminds you that what goes around comes around. Be a kind and loving person to others, and they'll be kind and loving to you. Be nasty and mean, and you'll get nasty and mean turning back your way. So if you want happiness and abundance, make sure you're sending out that positive juju and kind. What you send out into the universe will come back your way. The Wheel of Fortune card asks you to be optimistic and have faith that the universe will take care of your situation in the best way possible. Meditation and vi visualization can reinforce your intention to bring increased abundance, good fortune, and prosperity to you. Your life is about to turn in more positive directions if you are willing to grow and expand. Keep your open mind, oh, sorry, keep your mind open to all kinds of synchronicities and signs from the universe. 
The magic of fate and destiny is behind you and miracles are happening. Be open to the help of others too, as guidance from both the physical and spiritual realms is supporting you along your journey. They want you to do well, so relish their support right now. Call on them anytime you need to. You may also feel compelled to work with archangels and ascend masters to support and guide you. If you are someone who likes to have control and stability, then the Wheel of Fortune may come as a shock to your system. The tarot card suggests that factors outside your control are influencing your situation. It is as though the universe is dishing up whatever it pleases. It's unpredictable and unnerving. This is one of the challenging aspects of Wheel of Fortune, since no matter which way the wheel turns, it is impossible to try to change it. You need to accept what it is happening. You need to accept what is happening and adapt. Go with the flow. Finally, the Wheel of Fortune can show a critical turning point in your life. Opportunities could never Opportunities you can never imagine are suddenly available to you and you have the chance to make significant change in your life. While it may be unexpected and unfamiliar, see this as an invitation to turn things around and take an entirely new direction in your life. The more you tune into your intuition and allow the universe to guide you, the better the outcomes will be. So I feel like these are kind of like the same card. <laughs> you know, they just basically saying to trust the universe and things like that, and you will be rewarded as such. So keep feeling good, keep your mind on positive thoughts, and keep that action towards your goals, because that's also important, because if we want the life that we're asking for, we need to act like it, you know? Um, so yeah, I want to get to a place or to a point where, you know, once I pull the cards, I can just, you know, feel it or whatever the case may be so every time I pull a card I definitely like you know examine the cards and just see what I get from it and then I'll read it and see if what I you know came up with aligns with that but yeah the ultimate goal is to pull a card and just talk without bitty tarot but right now that's where we are um so I hope that resonated with some of you um it definitely resonated with me so maybe I just need to hear it but that's never the case so yeah so today, again, like I said before, um, the whole being honest thing. So at the beginning of this year, I've been like, you know, talking, saying that like people have been coming for me. People have been coming for me. And um, that has been the case, you know, whatever. But I, I do understand that, like, you know, everything is just is it's not necessarily bad or whatever. And I understand that, you know, when people project um, but also there's still something for me to take away from every experience, every interaction. So with these things that were going on at the beginning of the week, like, you know, I had to like sit back and reflect one, how did I handle this situation? Because that's the only thing I can't control. Like I can't control anybody coming for me. Like, you know, people are going to say and do whatever they want, but I can control how I react. I definitely wasn't um, too, I won't say proud. I, I know I could have reacted better. And that's what I took away from those lessons. I feel like, you know, these back-to-back -back experience, these back-to-back -back people coming for me is um, or was kind of like, I could have used this as a time to um, prove the growth. Like, you know, all this work and things that I've been doing, um, that would have been the perfect opportunity to stay grounded in this person that I am now and, um, to just like, you know, stand in my truth, stand in my light. And during these times, I definitely did not do that. I would say I did react a lot better than the old Angie. Um, so growth was definitely shown, um, but I could have handled it a lot better. Like I still like overreacted in a sense where like, 
you know, everything don't need to be said. Like, you know, I peep a lot of shit. And for me, being an emotional motherfucker, I always feel the need to say it. Like, you know, I want you to know the things that I peep type thing. And now I'm at a point where it's just like, I just peep it and accept it and just meet people where they are. There's no need to have any kind of backlabs, use any of my energy to... um to argue anything, especially if I know, now I won't say that I know that I'm right, but if I know that what I'm saying is the truth or represents my truth, then there's no need to um, get worked up about anything. So that's what I took away from those situations. And also just uh, being honest with yourself. Like, you know, just again, through my experiences since 2020 hit, I mean, we're like 27 days in and so much shit has been happening already. Um, But that's one thing I kind of just want to talk like about and it's just being honest with yourself like that's the main important thing that can change like your reality and just how you deal with certain situations like again a reality that I experienced um during this month of 2020 first month um was that you know one I do talk a lot I always knew that but um it's to the point where it's just like I'm over it. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not going to talk a lot, but it's just like I'm not going to share unnecessary information. So I do want to work on just not spilling out shit all willy nilly. And then also, too, when it comes to conversations, I do. um, I did learn that I don't listen as much as I thought I did. Like, you know, I definitely improved because I used to be just a talker, 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 listen to respond, not really listening to understand. Um, so that's one thing that I'm definitely going to be implementing and working on. Um, I just started reading this. Um, so I have a, mo- a morning routine where I, I get up, meditate, um, brush my teeth, wash my face, meditate, journal, and then read like, you know, a couple pages of something that's going to um, get my day off to a great start. So I was reading this book. Let me grab it real quick. So I started reading um, a few pages from this book called The Little Book of Mindfulness. And it says, focus, slow down, and de-stress. And it's by Titty Rowan, (laughs) T-I-D-D-Y-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, Titty. (laughs) So yeah, it's by him. And um, literally, I just read this this morning. And it has like a tip on conversations. I'll go ahead and read that too, because it was very insightful for me. And that's kind of like when the reality check came in, I was like, yo, I do not do this at all. So let me be more mindful um, when conversing with people. So um, I'm going to read it because uh, we all may be on the same thing, you know. So let me find the page real quick. But yeah, that was the reality check that I had to have with myself. And now that I, you know, I have the check, (laughs) I'm going to cash it and implement um, those things that I feel like I want to change in myself. So that's the thing, you know, where we have to choose, because once we are aware of something um, of our actions, you know, whether someone points it out or we have like a a self-realization, it's up to us at that point. We can choose to like you know do whatever's necessary to change that action if we don't like it or we can choose to just go with it like we we fuck with it it represents us and we go with it like you know so um that's just a choice up to you i ain't saying what's good or what's bad it's just your decision your choice so um the point i'm making is just to be aware of your actions to be honest with yourself like say i'm doing this because it is like you know i'm saying you know i'm doing this because this is helping me with this so I, I ain't gonna like you know expose myself too much I told you I'm, I'm working on like oversharing so I ain't gonna talk too much on that but I found the page in the mindful book and it's um it says be mindful of how you behave towards other people particularly in conversations concentrate on listening and engaging rather than letting your mind wander or thinking ahead of what you're going to say next 
stay in the moment, you'll be amazed by how much better the communication will be. So um, I actually kind of like got into like a little argument with my cousin too. And she was just saying, you're not listening, you're not listening. I mean, although like, you know, what she was saying was a little bit wild, um, you know, I still could have just taken the time to be mindful and just listen and then say my piece rather than just like shutting her up and say what I got to say. Because like, you know, to me, it didn't matter what she said because I was right in a sense. Not necessarily right. It's just that like, I was right, <laughs> but you know, I could have handled that better. Um, so that's, that's just taken away from, from that. Just being honest with myself, um, with that situation. That wasn't the first time I've heard that this month. So, um, it's been told to me again and again. So again, that's another reason why it's just like, you know, maybe these people ain't just talking shit. Maybe I, I do just over talk, um, talk over people and stuff like that. So I'm working on that. God is working on all of us. Shout out to the bodega boys. And, um, and also, too, in terms of being honest and stuff, like, be honest, like, what actually makes you happy. I've been having, like, a, a conversations with people. Um, it's not necessarily me, but just conversations, again, throughout the month. And it's just, like, you know, I feel like we, we've taken on, like, other people's opinions and the world's opinions and things like that in terms of who we should be and what we should do. So I feel like, you know, my you know, first decade of, of an adult was just like realizing and discovering what I love and who I am and things like that. And unlearning all this shit that was told to me, like how I'm supposed to be and stuff like that. Like, and um, I'll give you an example for me, like how I speak. Like right now I'm probably talking pretty proper, I guess. I don't know. But like, you know, I had troubles with the way I speak for a long time because I'm from the hood. I'm from Compton. So, you know, I, I, English was not my first language in terms of um, the the writer Zania. Um, she said that, and I, as soon as she said that, I was like, "You fucking right," because you know what is it? African American vernacular or Ebonics technically is our uh, first language, and you know it needs to be respected as such. So like people like Cardi B or even Young Miami and stuff. Like I really hate seeing how just. The, by the way they speak alone people assume that they're dumb in all this case which obviously is not the case because you know <laughs> they're doing something we're not so um and they're they're living the life they want compared to a lot of people who talk about them so again that was something that like came to terms with me and just even with me cursing a lot like you know I get a whole bunch of opinions about like this like someone told me like I was too beautiful to curse it was like an elder and things like that so it's just like you know for a while I was just trying not to curse and become a whole new person based off other people's opinions so then over these past couple years I just embracing who I am like you know it's just like look if you can't understand me, then, you know, just say that and maybe we can fucking get a translator over here. Um, but do, don't you dare say that I am dumb or don't know something just because you don't understand what I'm saying. So um, and even with the cussing, like, you know, people say that people who curse have limited vocabulary and stuff. So like for a while I was like, does this mean I'm dumb because I like to curse a lot? And we all know that's not the case because some of the smartest motherfuckers curse a lot. So um, there's me sharing a story about how you know I had to kind of just be honest with myself and who I am and it's just like I don't think those things about how I speak or curse words so why am I like kind of changing myself based on other people's opinions so um, just be honest with yourself and say true to who you are regardless of what anyone else thinks so that's what I'm going to be talking that shit on that today um, so let's go ahead and talk about Kobe 
this is fucking tragic. Like, you know, the shit, the shit is crazy. I'm still mind blown. Um, reality, I don't think will ever set in because I was online on Instagram and stuff. And one thing that I'm realizing, even with like with Nipsey or anyone that dies, like, I'm not sure if it's because I don't know them personally or if it's just like the internet immortalizes people. But like, it doesn't even feel like he's gone in a sense. Like, you know, it's just like, oh shit. And you know, we have like the little heart to heart, but then you just get back online and you just consistently seeing them over and over seeing videos seeing photos recent and stuff like that and it's just like it's like they're still here because we still have them here online so that's been a weird interesting feel for me personally um when it, in terms of just like celebrities dying and stuff like that like after like towards the end of the night yesterday i'm like yo don't even feel like like i i just cried this out it feels like you know i just accepted it and move on so maybe we're we've become desensitized to it or something but um, Eve Ani, she used to work, or sorry, write for OK Player, and she wrote an amazing article, or she interviewed, um, where she interviewed a psychologist on the topic of how people deal with celebrity deaths. One of the things that, you know, I took away from it, it was just like, you know, when a celebrity dies, like people typically go through like, um, like a cycle of public mourning, which includes like, you know, making posts with quotes on it. Like if you have photos with the celebrity, posting those photos or even just photos of the celebrity if you don't have any with them. Um, and then also like consuming their art in high volumes. I remember when Nipsey passed, I definitely was playing Nipsey for a very long time. I was not listening to, um, I mean, I was listening to other people here and there, but for the most part, I was definitely drowning myself in Nipsey. Yeah, so that's usually what it is. And then and then the question that she was asking is like, why do we feel like, you know, their death is our own in a sense? And the psychologist was going in to like the process of mourning and stuff. And it was just like, you know, the process of mourning a celebrity is very similar to the process of mourning non-celebrities. So it's just like, you know, when it comes to celebrities, the people who kind of feel the most in a sense are the ones who feel most connected to that celebrity that died. And that's usually in terms of re relatability like you know most people who like felt i'm not this doesn't mean that other people who say that they they felt something don't necessarily feel anything it's just a deeper level of hurt i guess uh for someone who feels more related if, for someone who sees themselves in the person that died i'll say so like for example nipsey like you know i'm pretty sure la definitely took it the most like people especially hoodmen in la so um, hood dudes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they took it the hardest in sense because they seen themselves like, you know, they live that life that Nipsey talked about for the most part. And I'm not saying just L.A., you know, anybody who experienced the shit that Nipsey was rapping about related to him off top, especially just being a black man from the hood. You know, that's one relatable aspect right there. So, you know, people that we relate to and um, celebrities that we relate to, like when we die, you know, we tend to take it hardest if we see themselves ourselves in them. Yeah, so that was a really dope article in terms. And then they kind of talked about empathy as well. I thought that was really um, cool to break down uh, just because we do use that term a, a lot. So the psychologist broke down that empathy is the ability, the, sorry, empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So it is, it is an intuitive feeling of having in common or socially shared emotional experience. So uh, when we have... It says when we have an empathy for someone, it does not mean that we agree with anything that the, in, that the individual represents. It means that we can understand and feel the pain, emotion of loss. So when people say empathy, that, that basically means that 
we understand why you feel that way, but that doesn't mean that we agree with you know, whatever it is that that person is representing. So you guys should definitely check out that article. It's on OK Player, again, by Eve, sorry, Eve Ani. And um, yeah, just check it out because I, I thought it was really informative in terms of just how we handle death. And it's just like um, one thing that I do see that happens a lot online is how people kind of scrutinize how other people deal with death and stuff like that. Like, you know, people are saying like, you know, you wasn't fucking with them before then or um, you just posting this pictures for clout, but it's just like literally that's just a process of like dealing with death. Like if you think about it, if someone in your family or a, an actual friend passes, you know, look at the black community. First thing we do is put they put they poster or sorry they photo on t-shirts and things like that. So it's just like we like memorialize them, and is what it's called, I believe the the proper term, memorialize them. Let me look it up. Yeah, so it's we memorialize them, and, and that's what it is. So when people do that to celebrities and stuff, I feel like, you know, um, we should definitely keep our opinions to, the self, to ourselves and let how anybody deal with anything because we don't know how that person's art affected them or changed their life in any way, whether they, you know, seen themselves in that person or not. So um, let people mourn the way they mourn. Um, and then it's also important that when we mourn um, to allow our space to mourn and feel and feel whatever it is for that death or whatever trying thing that you're experiencing, but to also come up out of that. Like we can't dwell in that um, space for too long because, you know, I mean, I haven't been talking that shit on here, but if you do know me in real life, I definitely talk that shit in a sense where like, you know, what we think, feel, and say kind of creates our reality because we are the creators of our reality. So if you stay in that 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 space for too long, you're going to keep attracting situations and experiences that's going to continue to give you that feeling because the universe is like, oh, that's what you want? Like, you know, like, hey, you feeling it? You seem to, like, you know. I mean, the universe doesn't judge. It just goes by what you feel. So if you continue in that space, you're going to continue to get that. So I'm not saying don't feel or anything. It's just feel it and just find the beauty in everything because anything that you want to label bad or evil or whatever the case, you can also find something that's good or beautiful in that. So once we feel it, find the beauty in it, like with this whole Kobe situation, his relationship with his daughter is beautiful as fuck. I've been looking up photos and just watching interviews and things on Kobe um, and his daughter. And like, you know, he was, he didn't have any boys or anything, which I thought was really interesting. And then this one, this one girl that he birthed or him and his wife, <laughs> Vanessa, shout out to Vanessa, um, birth. And then she has the same desire for, or the same like love for basketball and stuff too. So he even said like in an interview, like he was okay with retiring because he was so happy to, um, be able to enjoy his daughter grow and become like you know a legend as well so um the, the relationship was really beautiful and that's something that we can definitely um take away from it like you know and then also just the life kobe uh, lived like you know the way we talk about him you would assume he would be like 80 or something but he was only 41 so he lived an amazing amazing beautiful life he did what he wanted he followed he's someone who kind of i feel naturally followed the way he felt what i'm working so hard to do it naturally came from him and that's it shows in the way he lived so we can definitely take away from this you know feel 
like, you know, appreciate that we even are on earth at the same time to experience this, to have these memories about Kobe. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. Grateful for him and his daughter for even touching down on this ghetto ass earth in the words of Mel. Um, so yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode of she talking that shit. And I hope y'all, y'all fuck with it, yo. This is definitely new for me. I was very nervous to um, record and stuff because I'm being super vulnerable and things like that. But I do want Avocado and Honey to be weekly. And I wanted to figure out a way where I can still talk to people but still give y'all some of me. And here it is. So let's try this out and see how this goes. Um, also, if you haven't checked out the previous episode of Avocado and Honey where I interviewed the Black Dom Sorority, um, as well as the creator of Black Dom Sorority, uh, Mistress Marley, a.k.a. the Chocolate Dom. Um, she's dope. We talked about that BD BDSM life and just talked about how you can be successful um, as a Dom. Um, we talked about Dom and just all kinds of stuff. So be sure to check that out. If you like that episode or this one, please be sure to like, subscribe, share. Um, also follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. If you're interested in me personally, I'm on all social media platforms at underscore Smangie, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E. -E. Um, yeah, I'm excited um, for this. I'm excited to grow with y'all. I really do be feeling like y'all my friends and shit. So comment and stuff. Talk to me online. Um, email me if you want to as well. Um, let's grow together. As always, I appreciate y'all. Finally know the wrong I was done Finally know the wrong I was done And I deserve better, better